0: Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I want to talk to you today about my marketing plan for 2023. This is something that people sometimes ask me about and actually it's been really helpful for me too to really kind of, um, you know, gather my thoughts and think about what my priorities are this year. My only announcement is that the marketing immersion week is coming up in April. In the week of the 10th, I'm offering four live workshops from Monday to Thursday and um, co-working sessions after. So each workshop will have a different theme. We'll begin with your message and what you're trying to say. We'll talk about finding the right spaces and communicating You know what you have to offer. We'll talk about PR and DIY media. So really exciting stuff. And then each day after the workshop, we'll also have a two and a half hour co-working session, meaning that you have time to actually implement what you're learning and I'll be on hand if any questions come up. And I really hope that this means it's not just another workshop that you're kind of, you know, (laughs) watching and, and taking part in, but you actually also really get a chance to implement with support a marketing strategy that works for you. Alright, I'll link to that in the show notes and now I'll tell you more about my own marketing strategy. So I'm not on social media anymore since uh, late 2020 and that is a big part of kind of where I put my energy and the decisions I'm making now. I have never regretted it, I feel like I've reclaimed a fair bit of headspace and time in my business and I can't say that it has hurt um, my business in any way I have not seen like a dip in income or a dip in interest in my work um I have been able to redirect some of that time and energy and I think that has been really fruitful and exciting to me in some ways So I have two major focuses in my marketing and the first one is my monthly newsletter and the second one are are my podcasts of which I now have three which I know is wild but I love it, it works for me, it's not for everyone, that's okay. So my monthly newsletter has been steady and um, continuous and lovely for about five years I think so I had one before but it wasn't a monthly one, it was more seasonal I would say. And I really, really still enjoy writing it. It's not always poetic or super long, but it has a very clear layout. I try to make it really easy to take in. I break it up so that when people are tight on time, they can kind of really just get a quick overview and see what's coming up in my world. And um, I also get a lot out of seeing what people engage with, what links they click and what they seem to be excited about. So the layout roughly is always the same. Like I said, there's a nice header image, then there's the main body text. Um, so I'm sharing a little bit about what's been up for me that month, um, any reflections or thoughts or themes I'm seeing in my work. And then there's a featured section where I'm announcing anything that's coming up. And so at the moment in my next newsletter, that would be the marketing inversion, uh, immersion week. It's also me relaunching my Patreon. And then sometimes I give people an update my web design practice because um my booking time lead time is getting longer so i'm just letting people know for example that at the moment i'm booking for may and june um and that's pretty much it there's a lot of little images in there like i said i'm trying to work with bolder headers so it's easier to take in and um and that's pretty much it It takes me about 45 minutes to write and sent out and that feels right to me like I said it's not perfect but um, but it is consistent and that's what matters Um, my second focus like I said is my podcast and I really can say honestly that even after almost seven years I think of podcasting this is still my absolute favorite way of expressing myself I just love sitting down and hitting record either by myself or in conversation with someone else I love sharing ideas and perspectives and approaches and, you know, just a lot of cool stuff in this way. I find it very accessible for me to produce, but also for people to engage with. I'm a very heavy podcast listener myself, so I do have this sense that even though I'm not, you know, talking directly to my community, I am part of a bigger conversation and that means so much to me, especially as someone who has limited social energy, who often felt drained being on social media, this is now a way where I can have much more in-depth conversations with people. When I invite someone, we talk for half an hour to an hour and I get to ask all these questions that maybe um, I wouldn't have felt I could ask on Instagram. So that is really beautiful and I, I also feel that it's bringing people into my work and getting people excited about my newsletter and um, and many times people, you know, decide to work with me because they listen to a podcast episode first. And um, I think that's, that's really, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think on Instagram, I was sh- sharing these little tidbits about my work and my practice, but it really had to be super bite-sized. And I, I'm seeing that when someone commits to book a web design project, for example, or they want to take a bigger course with someone, you really want to do that with someone you trust where you have a good idea of you know what the work is about and I just feel that a podcast or a YouTube channel whatever any kind of long-form content gives you more of a chance to really tell your story and build that relationship with someone so that people can then make an informed choice about whether working for you with you if it's right for them or not. And then, so having said that, I still love podcasting. I have three podcasts now. I know that sounds crazy. It really works for me. It's not for everyone. That's okay. Um, but yeah, it's I just absolutely love it. And then I have a few subcategories, I would say, beyond these two big categories of the newsletter and my podcast. And uh, one is that I'm working on SEO. So this year, I really want to add transcripts to all my podcast episodes. I've done that for a while and it slipped i'm embarrassed to say i want to bring that back not just because it's more accessible for people but also because it's good for seo and the, the archive of podcast episodes, I really think of it as like a body of work that isn't just my own, it's also other people and the conversations we had and the businesses that they have linked to. And I really want to make sure that that is easily found on uh, Google or any other search engine. So I'm going to do some research on keywords that I'm targeting and then I'm going to work on um, some technical back end stuff, but also the transcripts for each of my episodes. I'm also going to do some more PR and that in my case simply means that I'm reaching out to other podcasts to see if they will have me as a guest or if maybe we can exchange interviews in some way. And yeah, it's really cool to be on the other side sometimes too to be interviewed. I really love the interviews I gave last year. I want to feature them some more and I want to make some more podcaster friends, I guess. And then another um, piece which is more related to my newsletter is the fact that I'm going to continue to offer free workshops. I've done that for many years I think since 2016 and it's a really lovely way to offer something for free um, but also for me to meet new people and get a feeling for what they want to learn more about and what they're struggling with. So um, free workshops are Again, not everyone's cup of tea some some people you know feel maybe that's too generous and they really want feel that they want to charge for them, which I totally understand. I think that's absolutely reasonable and I'm also seeing sometimes that often you know when when something is free, let's say a hundred people sign up, only fifty will come, and that can feel like a bit of a bummer if you put a lot of work into preparing something um and people clearly have some kind of interest, you know they sign up for it, but then don't actually show up um but at the same time I also love the casual feeling of like you know we all have limited energy sometimes stuff comes up and it's not like you're meeting someone for a coffee and they're letting you down so I think that's okay um and so yeah free workshops have been um a great way for me to build my newsletter list people join it because they want to hear about those that are coming up and um I really much prefer that to let's say running ads for example because i think it's a win-win situation and it feels generous um, on both sides in that way i have to say thinking about this episode and sharing about my marketing i want to say super honestly that in the last year and a half my newsletter has been pretty stagnant in terms of numbers but I'm not worried about that, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, I really like this idea of asking yourself if you're in a period of maintenance, growth, or transition in your business. And for me, the last two years have really been a period of maintenance. I had a big accident two years ago, and that really changed the way I was working pretty dramatically. And so my focus went more from growth towards just maintaining what I had already built and really enjoying these structures, the community, um, the connections I've had and to not overburden myself with things um, when I was actually really needing a lot of time to look after my health and recover. And having been in that experience now, I really just so appreciate that about my business that that's even possible because I think, especially in the first few years, you know, not reaching for growth has felt unimaginable. (laughs) I thought I needed to always be growing and always working as much as I absolutely could um, to get to the next level whatever that meant and I think the last two years really have taught me that growth is beautiful and there's a time for it there's a time for transition and for growth and for experimentation and all those things um, but it feels really important for me to be intentional with my growth because the truth is also that in the last two years my programs Uh, the livelihood community has always sold out I offered 15 spots twice a year and they've always been taken and I've also been fully booked in my web design practice so yes I technically could have sold some more of my evergreen courses because they're pre-recorded they don't cost me any of my own time but I have sold a fair bunch of them and I'm happy with that number so in a way really there's no reason for me to grow for the sake of growing right because I can't accommodate more people in my web design practice or my group programs anyway and so again that felt pretty nice to notice that the hard work I'd put in in the years prior had uh, really kind of you know come to something and it also made me realize that sticking with what I like and really staying in my lane which is podcasting and writing my newsletter has absolutely worked out and of course, that depends on your goals. You know, maybe you are someone who really wants to get to, I don't know, 100,000 newsletter subscribers or something, then you really do possibly need a different strategy. Um, but I'm interested in the sense of enoughness and just having a good life with spaciousness and room for creativity and rest and exploration and dreaming and all that good stuff. One thing that I'm adding this year to grow my newsletter a little bit more again is free creative space sessions every month. So these are part of my Patreon, which I'm relaunching. I have offered creative space sessions for um, a bit over two years now. And they're really sweet, really simple. Um, I open with a moment of grounding, I draw a card for us and then I check in with each person to see what they're committing to working on that day and then we quietly work together I light a candle and at the end we check back in depending on how big the group is sometimes we do it um, by unmuting and sometimes we do it in a chat box but there's always this really lovely sense of just being together and being held in the sense of accountability because you're not alone with whatever task you are approaching that day and so when I relaunched a Patreon Um, I had just taken a break from offering weekly creative space sessions and I wanted to bring them back. Um, So I decided monthly around the new moon, that feels really right for me at this time. And then I'm also offering these monthly intention setting sessions for people, which is the first Sunday each month. So those two live sessions I'm offering to people who are patrons. And um, with the new moon obviously not always being the same date and things moving around a little bit. I needed to announce the day and kind of remind people but I also felt like I didn't want to send all these newsletters every month to these different groups of people and the main newsletter and, and just patrons and so forth. So I decided actually I'm going to open the New Moon Creative Space Sessions to anyone who's on my main newsletter list. Sometimes there's a big group of people, sometimes a smaller one but it's always fun and it's always really exciting to me to see what people are working on. So the newsletter now goes out two days before the new moon, before the session comes up. And so it's automatically my main newsletter, but also the reminder that the session is coming up and people can be quite spontaneous in joining if they feel like it. So I feel really pleased about that because it means it's no extra work for me. It's a fun session with a good group of people. And it's a lovely way for people to get to know me and just have a lovely free resource that they can enjoy and if they want more of that they can join the Patreon as well if they want to. I believe that will probably be growing my newsletter a little bit again and that's um yeah that's cool that's something that I'm really looking forward to as a growth effort alongside with reaching out to other podcasts, doing some SEO work and just keep going with my podcast and my newsletter Um, As the different group programs come up, I will also swap the little banner at the top of my website. If you go to pingwellstudio.com, you'll see that there's usually a banner at the top announcing whatever is coming up next in my business. And that's pretty much it. So it's really not rocket science, actually, it feels pretty steady, pretty good. It feels okay to take a week or two as a break, which I love. um, And I didn't feel that way when I was on Instagram and it gives me a lot of scope for you know just just doing my thing basically and sharing that with other people one question mark that i still have is the fact that i am doing more handmade i'm working on more handmade projects like my prints and my quilts and i do know that it is really helpful to be able to share them in the moment in a visual way and for that instagram is really great but I don't think that for me, getting back on there just to do that is worth it. I know that to do it well, to really get people excited about your work and to build community, it really is a whole other job. Um, it just takes time and at least at this stage in my work, I don't have that time to spend or I don't want to spend it. I do post on the making app and I'm really excited about what they're doing and curious to see kind of how that's going to unfold I've taught some classes over there last year which I really really loved so that is probably something I'm going to explore more um as a visual way of sharing my work all right there you have it that is my marketing strategy for 2023 I hope there's been some inspiration for you in there and I'm just excited to be more transparent about what is actually behind the scenes and what I'm doing and what I'm planning Thank you so much for listening and please consider the marketing uh, conversion in April if you're curious and you want to get together to learn more.